0: Welcome to Inside the Circle, where elite NCAA wrestling officials across the country share their knowledge, bringing you an in-season online clinic, helping you to be a better referee. Our guest in this episode is Jeff Cook. Jeff retired after 36 years of officiating wrestling, including nine years officiating the NCAA Division I Championships. Here is Jeff Cook with his presentation of having success on the map. So I want everybody to know that, you know, you, you are in the driver's seat. Somebody else isn't necessarily the one that's dictating whether you're getting opportunities or not. It's, it's always in your control. Uh, It's just, are you willing to change some things along that way? So I, I, I did a, Presentation, I think, in 2018 in Ohio. um, I thought it went really well. And I think that there were some people there that needed to hear some of the things that I had to say, too. Uh, So I'm just going to go through some of these things because I think they're critical for you to consider and and think about uh, as you're going along in your officiating career. This is what I call building blocks to success. Um, You heard me say already. You got to know the rules. You got to read the book. Um, If you got a digital one, you can read it on your iPhone every time you're in the toilet. If you don't like to do it on your iPhone or your your mobile phone, buy another book, put one in the bathroom. That way, every time you're on the toilet, you can read it a little bit. Um, It's one of the best places that I've read the rules, to be honest. Uh, But, uh, you know, you will read it every time. But going in there, rather than taking your phone, take your rule book. The other piece to the rules is being consistent constantly. And, and I think the area where people get into trouble with that consist- c- consistency is stalling. Um, and I know that you guys probably have a whole thing just on stalling itself. So I'm not going to get into the weeds on stalling. Uh, the biggest part of it all is your attitude and behavior. Uh, I, I don't think people really think about it that much, but even without saying anything, your body is saying something. So your posture is a big deal. Uh, I know. Kevin Linich had had come out to ASU just before he'd done the national championships. And, and we had talked a little bit previously about, you know, your body language and what's it say. And he did a match. I can't remember who it was. Maybe Ohio state at ASU it was a good dual meet. And I think it's the best that I had ever seen him because I think he got the part about the posture. If you're standing there with your hands on your hips, if you know, you got your arms folded, you look like you're not interested you know, you got to look like you're interested or just look as a neutral party. And oftentimes I would just stand with my hands behind my back and, and wait until it was time for me to get on. And then I'd get out there. Um, and, and also the terminology uh, that you're using when you're out there. Be consistent with that. Uh, and people will start to know you. The more they see you, they're going to know that when he says this, he means this. You know, when he says improve. I know that if I don't improve, he's going to call me for stalling because he did the last time. So you got to be consistent with that terminology. Uh, and I also want you to consider and think that coaches are people, too. Um, you know, when we get to that part, I'll let you know that, you know, they've got some pretty high standards that they've got to meet. And, and it's that's their job. Um, I know I don't want to lose my job over not being a good coach if I were a coach. Uh, and then you have the opportunity whenever you're doing a dual meet, this this is kind of the great, I think, miss for a lot of officials, is you have the opportunity to set the stage for a smooth dual meet by that pre-meet talk. Uh, it doesn't mean go in there and be a dictator. This is where you have an opportunity to be relatable, for them to see that you're a human being, and to see that you really are all about trying to get it right. And in the end, what is that? That's that's all communication. <sighs> Uh, I always like to talk about humility. If you if you haven't caught onto that yet, uh, I, I I like that people uh, can find that it's not all about them, uh, and that doesn't mean that it's that they should look badly on themselves. I think C.S. Lewis, the, the last quote at the very bottom, uh, it's not thinking less of yourself; it's just thinking about yourself less. Um, and that's something I truly had to learn because I, I thought I was all that a bag of chips when I was getting all these opportunities in high school. Um, and it took it took a couple times of not having things go my way that I learned that, you know what, buddy, it's not about you. You start to change your tune a little bit in that fashion, and it's amazing how people start to perceive you. Uh, I think this is the single single biggest quality that we could possess. Um, and if and if you don't have it, I'd like to talk to you offline and try to help you find a way to become more humble. Uh, doing what it is that we do, it can't be about us. You got to check your ego at the door, uh, and if you're if you don't, um, I think you're you're going to find trouble. So some of the things that I call proper behavior for successes: uh, show up at a match, be punctual, be on time. Uh, Make sure you have enough time to get in there and get yourself prepared. And that means relax, pray, get all of the garbage that happened to you that day, get it gone, let it wash off. You love this sport. I like these teams. This is going to be a good dual meet. I don't think I'd rather be anywhere else for the next two hours than doing this match. Uh, And I got the best seat in the house and they're paying me to do it. How good is this? Always present yourself professionally. Uh, and I think attire and cleanliness, you know, shave or shave your head if if you if you like doing this kind of stuff. You know, make sure, make sure you look presentable. Uh be cordial. Smile. Smiling says a lot. Uh, body language. You don't even have to say any words. If you just kind of smile and nod at people, that that's kind of a nice piece, even if you didn't have a good experience with that person. I don't want to say you don't like them um, because I think that uh, um, one of the things you got to hope with people that you think don't like you uh, is you got to, you got to hope that they've forgiven you for whatever it is that you've done. Uh, But it puts them at ease. If you smile, if you avoid them, I think you're just starting to set up the opportunity for some explosiveness and tension Um, and be honest and truthful. If uh, I think, Little story in high school, and it was just after I had started to do high school and college at the same time. Um, one of the guys that was uh, a, an older coach, he'd been around a long time. I'm doing his dual meet; it was a big one because it was their rival high school. Uh, and he had said, "Boy, I think that was that that near fall was too quick. That was like college near fall." And I looked at him and I said, "Yeah, you're right." He didn't say anything the whole rest of the dual meet. He was flabbergasted that I actually said, yeah, I think you're right. And I, because I think back then, I think you only needed one second for near fall. I could be wrong because uh, that was over 30 years ago when that happened. Uh, but just being honest with him. And I think for the next 15, 16 years before he retired, he would let me know that every year he would tell me that same story over again. Uh, and, and it just was a little one, but just being honest on that it grew my credibility in his eyes um, and be understanding and compassionate. And that's toward the athletes and the table workers. I have, I have seen, you got to remember they're they're a big reason why you look successful in a dual meet. Um, be nice to them uh, and, and, and mean it. They're there to help you. Uh, I've met some wonderful people at scores tables and I have met some that had some trouble. Help them along with it. Don't scold them, don't put them down. that That isn't gonna do anybody any good. And now you've just made them more nervous that they possibly could make more mistakes. Take the time, go over, help them out, let them know, listen, this is okay. No worries. But I would like for you to to just keep your eyes on me and we'll be good. Um, and as I said earlier, be a good listener. Talk less, listen more. Um, be fair and firm. And that confidence is going to come with knowing the rules and doing more matches. Communication, you got to be clear and you got to do it calmly. Uh, I think, as I've said earlier, i be thankful. Um, and don't take adverse actions personally. Uh, I, I know on the college level in particular, uh, these guys are fighting for their kids. Um, it isn't, a personal attack. They just didn't like that call. That's what they're attacking. We got to try not to personalize and internalize what it is that they're saying and doing. They're just fighting for their kids. They're fighting for their school. Remember, they can yell and scream all they want. Stay calm, stay peaceful. You have a rule book to use and you don't even have to raise your voice. Um, and then ad- admit when you're wrong because we are only human. You're going to make a mistake. It's just a matter of when. One of the things I want you to consider about coaches, uh, as I said earlier in, in, the, in the beginning, you know, the coaches aren't the enemy. Uh, contrary to popular belief, you know, coaches may, not, may like officials, some officials better than others. Uh, however, they know that we're, we're needed. We are necessary. Um, they're not the enemy. Uh, They just want to have a say. They want to know that you're going to listen to them. Um, And oftentimes really just acknowledging that you've heard them. If wrestling's going on and they say something a second or a third time, if you look over and if you can say it where it's not loud for everybody, if you, if you could say, "I, I heard you coach message received, all they want to know is that, that they were heard. And that's from there, from the corner, or when they come over to the table. Um, You know, us sending them off before they could even say a word, that's not doing you any favors. They are allowed to come over to the table. Just go over, put your hands behind your back, let them talk. And in some cases, it doesn't hurt for you to say, you know what, that's a good perspective. I didn't see it that way. Um, and they say, unfortunately, because you're over here and we had to stop the match, I have to give you a warning right now. Uh, and you can get good at this so much so that they're thanking you. OK, thank you, Jeff. As they as they walk over and you just war- warned them for questioning the official. Uh, the other thing, too, is this is their job. This is their livelihood. Um, I, I know that there's a lot of people that have, have uh, you know made a lot of money in coaching. It doesn't mean that they spend money well. So they need this job, and they also love this sport. So we got to remember, this is what they do for a living. Although it's a pastime for us, officiating, this is their job. Uh, it helped me tremendously when I truly started to look at some of these coaches and how they behaved. That you know, some of them might have to behave this way because it helps them get support from their administration, from their athletic department, a little bit more money for this. Um, and once I started to understand that a little bit better, it was easy to be more patient with them uh, and let them, you know, ask some of the things and behave the way that they do sometimes, you know, within reason. Uh, also understand that they they love these wrestlers. Uh, you know, these kids are there for four years, some of them longer now with red shirts uh, and, and doing five and six years in college. You know, in some cases, depending on whether the kid's far away from home, you know, they become a father figure almost. So there is love in there too. And we know how it feels when somebody does something to one of the people that we love, whether it's a family member or a good friend, uh, it doesn't make us very happy. So keep that in mind too. Um, and then the comments are always about the call, not about you personally. Now I can tell you that there's some coaches that I have met along the way that, that did say some personal stuff. Um, and I know officials, I said this at that meeting in 2018, and I've shared it with some other people. Uh, I think one of the best things I've ever, ever said to coaches in scenarios where they've said something that was unprofessional is I would just, whatever I was doing, if I was looking down, looking away or looking at them, I'd look them. I'd stop. I'd look right at them and say, that wasn't very nice. And then I'd walk off. Story, doing the Midlands, Wisconsin kid wrestling. I, I don't know where the other kid's from. Barry Davis is on the side; he's not in the corner. And if you've ever been to the Midland tournament, you know some of the mats went up against the bleachers. You know on that first day, I can't tell you what the scenario was, but they went out of bounds, and he was jumping up and down for something. And he said, "And I, I didn't call two, or I didn't call an escape." And he goes, "That was a terrible call." Uh, and I, I started to walk back toward the center, and I stopped, turned around and looked at him and said that wasn't very nice turned around and walked off and you'd have thought he's not a big guy to begin with you'd have thought he shrunk to about an inch it embarrassed him that much so the next morning Mike Allen comes over to me and he says what did you do to Barry Davis I said I said why I said I I, I think you know I I may have said something to him yesterday I said, yeah, he yelled at you for something. What'd you say? I said, oh, I told him that wasn't very nice. He said, he wants you to do every one of his matches now. (laughs) But rather than getting into an argument, I think sometimes when they're being unprofessional, I don't think it hurts you a bit just to turn around calmly and say, coach, you're behaving unprofessionally. Or just by saying to them, that's not very nice. I can tell you, I have had, Five officials over the last seven years that have used that line and it's worked perfectly. Um, some of them in their jobs and what they've done and some of them in wrestling. Um, so it worked for me that day. Where to it come from? I don't know. I think it's just kind of my demeanor and, and my calmness. Uh, and frankly, I didn't think it was very nice. So I just spoke the truth. <clears throat> And also know that that these coaches are trying to see, you know, they're they're getting very analytical with what it is that they do with not just the wrestling and, and preparing the wrestlers, but also with the officials. So they're going to test you to see whether you're going to call something or whether you're not to test your boundaries. Um, if you're consistent and firm with it, they'll honor what it is that you do. Um trying to remember what coach it was. I know there was one in, in high school and there were a couple in college and I had caught on to it after a while. Uh, you know, I, I had no problem in making the hard call or the stalling call in particular situations. And, and I, I can try to give one, but I don't think this is it. Um, you guys know if the guy puts double boots, he's on top, he puts double boots in and the guy on bottoms Course, or his his waist and midsection is off the mat not much he can do guy on top's in control um, and the um, the coach for the kid on top is screaming that the bottom guy's Stalin and um, I have seen some officials that have hit the bottom guy for Stalin and, and that's always pained me a little bit because what's the guy to do it's the guy on top that really needs to move on. <clears throat> or improve. Um, and I think it, it was there was a high school coach, and he got good at it, and then I realized what he was doing is he would he would say to his kid, now you know who's on the mat? You know who's on the mat with you. Uh, and and what he was telling him is, when you get into that situation, don't stay there long because he has no problem calling you stalling for that. And if you listen, you'll find that these coaches will tell some of these kids, uh, what they've learned, because they've got scouting reports on us too. Uh, they know which ones are more aggressive with stalling. They know which ones are not. So really in a nutshell, I, I think what helps us with our success is our attitude and our behavior. Um, you know, whatever you do or say, and I don't, I don't mean to read this, but I'm going to, you know, whatever you do or say conveys a message to the world um, about what's going on in your mind. Uh, That's why I suggest that when you get to a match and you get there in enough time, plenty of time, you can clear your mind of the day's garbage. Um, It's accepted that, you know, our emotions and opinions and thoughts can be observed. That is a fact. Um, And some of it without us even saying a word. And that shows our attitude. Um, And if we're not conveying the right attitude, then our behavior is going to follow suit with it. So his actions are a reflection of his thoughts. So while attitude is nothing but a person's perception of something, um, you know, it's the behavior and that's how the person reacts. So I think you guys are starting to see, or at least what my emphasis on is getting your head, right? Because if your head's right, uh, your body and your actions will follow. Uh, I always like to put in, um, you know, some blurbs, uh, some things that some some important people have said. Uh, I don't know if uh, people know who Chuck Swindell is. I'm sure almost anybody in sales has heard of Zig Ziglar, um, and a lot of people know who John Maxwell is too. Uh, just just a couple of good good sayings here, uh, you know we all have a past and we, some of us have have come from pretty bad past. I don't think any of us are uh, excluded from having garbage in our life. We, we all have it. It isn't the garbage that happens to us. It's how we handle it. Um, We can't change the fact of stuff that's happened in the past. Um, You know, the only thing you can do is, is change your attitude and, and keep it. Uh, and, and you know Ziggy Ziegler he had two good ones your attitude not your aptitude will determine your altitude and that's that's a fact in this sport if you have the right attitude and you go about it the right way the sky's the limit um, and we can talk a little bit more about the mentorship and and who you want to get aligned with uh, because just like in business and in society the people you hang out with is is about as far as you're going to get um, so if if you want to get to that next level, then you might want to try to have some conversations and get some mentorship from somebody that's up that next level or two. Um, And, um, you know, John C. Maxwell, the greatest day in your life and mine is when we take total responsibility for our attitudes. That's the day we truly grow up. I I really love that one. um, Because I think at the end of the day, we truly understand that, that we are, responsible for what happens to us. It isn't somebody else's fault. It isn't something somebody else did. We had a piece in that. They made a decision. Maybe they made a decision. They didn't want to see us on the mat again. Um, but we were part of having them come to that conclusion. So if we if we can fix our attitude and behavior and change ourselves, and, and some of us need more change than others. Uh, but the good thing is, is that we've got a lot of good people in this sport that are willing to help. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I love Eric Lurkey, and I, I love putting this picture up here. But you know, it's again, it's it's one that it's. I, I don't even have to say much; it kind of speaks for itself. Um. Uh, but I, I don't know. I did. I don't think I even asked Lurkey. Um, you know what? What the coach from Missouri had said, but obviously it was something. And Lurkey looks to me like, what am I not making clear, Coach? <laughs> Are you taking a picture, Shane? Are you gonna send it to Lurky? Yeah, it's because I just
1: rode four and a half hours with him this weekend, so I'm gonna ask him what that's about because he's about as he and you are about two of the most cool customers there is out there. Lurky doesn't get too rattled about anything, so I, I would I'm have to show you. this kind of emotion. I don't yeah. know
0: what Brian said to him, but holy cow, <laughs> I'd have to agree with you. So – Take a look at yourself. What's your story? Where did you come from? What what garbage have you had happen in your life? You're not alone. You know, where are you from? What are you exposed to? What's your background? You know, what school did you go to? What sports did you play? What's your profession? Um, and how's life going for you right now? Uh, if, if life isn't going so well right now and it's pretty stressful, I, I could probably say that you're probably struggling a little bit in almost everything that you're doing. And, and that would even be in your wrestling officiating. Uh, because other things have you distracted. Um, but again, we are here to help. Um, I can tell you that I didn't always do this, but I, I know that probably about eight or nine years ago, I started to do it more and more. There, there's a whole lot that's happened into our in our past that can help us better understand why we do and say and behave the way that we do. I love reflecting back on the past. There's new things that I come up with constantly when I try to go back deeper and deeper. And it helps me better understand why I had a behavior um, or even an attitude in some cases on some things. Where did that come from? Where did it derive from? And once you reflect on it and you understand where it came from, now you're at a point where you can get it fixed. So what can you do? Well, you can get help. Uh, and, and we're here to help. And, and I'm willing to talk to anybody about anything. But um, I think just be prepared. I'm a I'm a pretty honest person. Uh, well, not pretty. I'm extremely honest person. And you know I will I will be forthright with you, but with some sugar. <clears throat> you remember I talked about the coaches a little bit ago. I, I before doing this this talk, I, I called all the Big Ten coaches. I had a nice conversation with them, and I posed these seven aspects, uh, of about officials and which one that they felt was the most important to them. Um, you know, was it rules knowledge? Was it their professional demeanor? Was it their physical appearance? Uh, was it that they were calm and cool under pressure, uh, that they had the ability to apply the rules, uh, or was it number six, fair, approachable, and willing to listen? Um, and knows and calls stalling consistently, and I can tell you that unanimously. And Shane, you had a good idea. You should, I should have had them rank them. Um, you know, the most popular to the to the least popular. So we had a better idea. But you know, they don't they don't want to stay on the phone for very long. So I was just thankful I got two or three minutes with them. But they all answered it the same. And if you hadn't figured it out, they they said that officials weren't approachable and weren't willing to listen. I think here is a a big opportunity for you guys to make some hay with coaches. Listen a little bit more. Talk a little bit less. And even if you don't agree with what it is that they say, say, Coach, I understand exactly where you're coming from. You're making clear sense. I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't see it that way, and I couldn't see it. I can't call what I can't see, uh, and I didn't see it in the video. Whatever it is, but I think you just have to be honest with them and let him talk and be and be a good listener. Um, and I think I'm get, I'm getting to close to the end here. So I I know in tournaments you don't have the chance to do this. However, if you've given enough of these conversations, these pre-meet talks to teams, and in particular with the coaches there, make sure the coaches are there when you're doing this. Um, because it, you also want to speak to them too. You have a prime opportunity to lay groundwork for something to go so smooth. Um, and I can just – and this is kind of what what I did, and it didn't take me four to five minutes to do this with each team. Uh, I didn't go in. I didn't, I didn't dictate to them uh, what they were going to do and what they weren't going to do. I didn't dictate to them the rules. Uh, I didn't go in there like a drill sergeant. Uh, police officer, <clears throat> first thing I did when I walked in there is I asked them, I asked them, how are you, how are you guys doing? If it was the visiting team, how was the trip in? Safe? You guys got here safely? Y- you know, you're, you're starting to put down any walls that might have been up, and people start to calm a little bit, uh, and they start to see you as a different person. Um, I would always start off by letting them know that I, f- I felt very blessed to be there to do this match, or honored even. Uh, I would ask them if if they knew, had they had the coaches gone over the new rules, did they have any questions on those? I didn't go over them. Um, you guys do what you want. I, I just that's how I was. Uh, maybe first couple of matches in the year I would, <clears throat> but I think if it's later on in the year, they should have a good handle up them. give them an opportunity to ask the questions. Um, and then I would lay the ground rules to the athletes. Uh, if I say this, if I say action. This is what I'm looking for. If I say center, this is what I'm looking for. If I say improve, this is what I'm looking for. And if you don't, dependent on the scenario, the first one might be a stalemate, and I'll let you know you need to improve next time. Or it could be a stalling. If I know you heard me and you're not moving on, uh, you would be amazed at how often in a dual meet, just that word improve, they would and, and I would use that double boots. Or I would, I would use the Frankie Molinero move where he would put the lock on the leg and try to hip you over. Uh, pretty darn near impossible to get out of. You can, but the guy almost has to give it up to work on to something else. I would use that as my example for they've given it all they got to try to get an opportunity to move them over. And now they just have it locked on and they're just hoping that the time keeps running down. And you say improve and they get out of it. You'd be amazed at how many times after that not even that dual meet but later on if I said improve and they had that hold on they moved on to something else I think one of the other big pieces is the sportsmanship part let them know that you're going to treat them with the respect they deserve and you expect it in return from you to you to your, from you to them and them to you and also to their opponent and let them know that if anything happens in the dual meet that they don't know what's happened uh, and they don't know how points get on the board feel free to ask. It won't be a debate, and to trust you that if the coach thinks that something was done wrong, he'll come to the table and we'll make sure we get it all cleared up. Um, Introduce your assistant referee. Let them know that really what you guys want to do ultimately, in essence, with everything is get it right. You'll use every possible piece. and, And let the coaches know. If it's a close if it's a close call before you throw that brick, I might talk to my assistant first, or I might go to him, and we may change the call before you throw the brick. But then, if we don't, then throw the brick. Then we can then we can move on. Uh, but I think they need to know, and the coaches need to know that you want to get this right. Uh, also, let the coaches know that you want and expect them to handle every situation calmly and professionally, and let them know that you will listen to anything it is that they want to discuss with you because that's what you're there for. Um, and, you know, some of these other things, I, I don't want to get into the rules too much because, um, you know, remind them of the restricted zone. Um, I know that was new quite a bit ago, but I, just some of the things that don't get them into trouble. And I and I would tell John Smith, now, John, this is going to be a good dual meet. Um, I know you don't want to lose any team points. So you see the edge of this, mat do me a favor, please. I, I don't want to hit you for a team point, but if you're on it, it's going to cost you. And he'd, and he'd smirk a little bit and he'd be all, all right. All right, Jeff. Uh It didn't, it didn't help him. I still, I think one or two times took a team point from him. I didn't in the, in the grapple on the gridiron though. I don't think, I don't think anybody, no, somebody lost a team point, but that was, that was Rick Stahl. I, I forget what it was on the Brands brothers. Iowa lost the team point. And then ask if they have any questions and get out. It it really is. It's like two to three minutes tops. And, and you don't want to do it in a dictatorial fashion. But I think that this is so overlooked and so underused that you really could prepare a good, solid and meaningful pre-mat talk um, that will just make your dual meet go smooth. The key to it all is when you get out there and officiate, you got to do what you told them you're going to do. So if, if I'm to wrap up what I've said so far, um, you know, do what you say in the pre-meet. That, that really builds credibility. Believe in yourself. Believe in the God-given ability and what he's given you the ability to do. Um, you wouldn't be doing this if he didn't give you that. Uh, and have faith in your ability and trust that you have what it takes to do this. Stay humble always. Make sure you understand the rules trust me read the rules read the rules read the rules uh, i do like uh, and i don't think when bob bub was the uh, rules editor i i think he probably defaulted to what pat mccormick thought on the rules for the most part so that went well um i i think when you have a coach that's the editor uh, it could always lead to some differences especially you know when we're officials and it's a coach that may not have known the rules well, in his lifetime, I i don't know how you guys feel. I'm tickled that it's an official that's now the rules editor. I haven't talked to Jimmy Chung since he's uh, taken it on, but I can tell you that I know him well. I've known him a lot of years, worked with him a lot. He's a very smart guy. This is right up his alley being this. And hopefully, I'm hoping that his conveyance of the rules and how things are to be called uh, and his partnership with Mike McCormick are perfect. I, I know when I heard that news, I was excited about it. Um, always was tough when you weren't necessarily getting the right interpretations. You know, Timmy would have an idea, but it might be something different that, that someone else would say. Um, and always stay calm. Cooler heads always prevail. Uh, I, ca- I can tell you that physiologically, the, the more anxious and excited that you get and anger starts to come up, it's amazing how many times you don't do the right thing and it becomes something that you might even regret in that behavior. So take a deep breath, calm yourself down and just listen. And then you've got a whole rule book that you can use. Um, In the end, try not to be spiteful. I know that there are people that might say stuff that's going to hurt our feelings somewhere along the way. Uh, I think what you need to do. And it isn't necessarily for them. It's more for you. When something happens that you weren't happy about, you got to forgive that person and move on. And that forgiveness isn't giving them a get out of jail free card. You know, they, they still are going to have to answer to somebody at some point for their actions. <clears throat> but it doesn't need to be baggage that you carry around with yourself. Um, things like that, people that you say, I don't like, uh, it's okay to have the opinion that you you don't think something of them. But, you know, if, if you don't have something good to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. But trust me when I tell you, the more you are beca- you become a forgiving person, uh, the more free you're going to feel and the better you're going to feel. And and it'll also give you an, an opportunity to change your attitude and your behaviors eventually as well. So forgive the people. It's not for them. It's for you. You get more out of forgiveness than anybody that you forgive. Uh, And then last but not least, you know, you catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Uh, So, you know, be kind, be caring, be the light. And that's, that's it.
1: Anybody have any follow up questions for Jeff, I know we got one in the chat room. They'd like to know if they could get your presentation. Of course. If you'd like to send it to me, I'll put it on the I'll put it right on the website inside the com, with your presentation. So it's right there so they can click on both. That'd be Along happy with you. Too. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. So are there any other questions for Jeff right now? <clears throat> I guess I'm going to ask one more to you, Jeff. You have done video replay official for a while here, and you've been in that room. So what are some of the tendencies and some of the things that you're seeing and calls that you reverse? What are you, what's a couple overriding things that you're noticing from the officials in ways that that we might need to change something? Or is there something that seems to be common in some of the missed calls that you're seeing? And what is that?
0: I think I could wrap it up into one single nutshell, Shane, and that is patience. Uh, I think, I think, you know, with how some of the rules changes have, have come about. um, And I know now that, that, that touch takedown rule is gone. Am I correct with that? Yes. Thank goodness. Well, I I think that helps you guys tremendously. You know, it's back to the, you know, control pass reaction time. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest victim piece is, is, People being too quick, not having patience. Um, you have time; time is on your side, and plus, you you have video review. Uh, I don't I don't know that all D two and D three schools have video review, but you have the opportunity to 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 go and look at it again if you want and get it right. But if if it ain't there, be patient; just wait. I think the patients, the patient, I I would say takedown, control calls, um, almost all of those, it was, it was called too soon. It wasn't, people weren't being patient. Thank you.
1: Well, from anybody else, are there any questions for Jeff while you're out there?
0: And Shane, I know we kind of we kind of bounced around a little bit. I, I hope we got a good sentiment on, on you know, what I'm trying to do and how I want people to be successful and what it is they do. Uh, it is, you know, I want them to be successful in wrestling, but I really want them moreover to be successful in life. Um, this is a great sport. I've seen some wonderful people uh, do great things that have come out of this. And I've seen a lot of people change their behaviors just by becoming part of the sport, whether it was wrestling or officiating or coaching. Um, if anybody ever needs someone to talk to, I'd always be willing to talk. Perfect.
1: Well, thanks, Jeff. And thanks for everybody for being on tonight. Appreciate that. And uh, this will be posted on inside the So you'll be able to find that. We'll also pre- uh, put Jeff's presentation on there. And, uh, Looking forward to seeing you guys in the future. And thanks again, Jeff. Really appreciate the information you shared today. And I think you helped a lot of us grow tonight. Thank you.
0: You got it. My pleasure. God bless everybody. For more information about this podcast and other episodes, visit InsideTheCircleWrestling.com. InsideTheCircleWrestling.com will be where we list information about our podcasts or video and visuals associated with certain shows that our presenters use.